कंटिन्यू होना um so you mentioned um that you have like you teach and then after that you get a lot of time to do a lot of stuff for Aurat March uh what exactly is the kind of stuff that you do for them and what have like what are your responsibilities for the march itself so the thing is because uh we're a community based movement so that means that whoever is volunteering for Aurat March that year pretty much does everything so that is organizing mobilizing social media activity performances uh figuring out how to out how to talk to mainstream media and then also planning negotiating um this year i'm focusing a little more on mobilizing so that means for example today i went to a campus we had like a listening circle uh in next week i might go to give a talk at a university oh that's really um, cool so work like that but also we are doing uh the rapist is you anthem this year as well so there's a lot of practicing for that uh, i'm sorry i don't know what that is so what, what that exactly is, is that? essentially that started from chile and it's uh, like a song and a dance it's more like a chant than a right. song and it's uh, called the rapist is you and so these women in chile came out to protest and they uh, kind of did this uh, they chanted and there was a dance as well and then basically um, lots of countries lots of feminists from different countries like Uh, translated the song into their own languages Versions, yeah. and and did the dance so in Pakistan we are going to do a similar thing this year oh, so this we're time. really excited about that yeah oh that's cool that, yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. cool uh, so you talked about the feminist movement throughout the world pakistan ki jo feminist movement hai um, feminism in pakistan is used as a slur or a taunt quite often um or like mostly by male uh, male uh, males in pakistani society why do you think that is um is there a reason for it why why is it so maligned uh i think there are many reasons for it and i think that um i mean it's there the first argument is that feminism is a western kind of idea which i personally disagree with i think feminism has been part of our history and our culture for many many years maybe we haven't called it feminism yes feminism is an english word but that doesn't mean the idea of feminism is foreign to us um simply because that cannot exist like that i'm just i just refuse to believe that there has been no feminism in pakistan um and especially because i think we adopted the word maybe later but uh these ideas of resistance have definitely been a big part of our history um so there is that the first thing is that there is this idea that this is this is a foreign thing and this is not uh in our culture these are not our values i think the second thing is is that um whatever women do uh is monitored and surveilled and criticized and judged and ideas of feminism are thought of as scary because there is this idea that a feminist is just going to upend everything or that she is not going to respect the values and culture of a country I find that to be very untrue. I think at for example in Aurat March organizing we are many different kinds of feminists. Yeah. We come from many different classes. We we have very different beliefs, you know. I wouldn't say that I agree with everybody on the uh, volunteering team this year. And why should we agree? Like yeah. we are also different from each other, but the fact of the matter is that feminism is such a broad and beautiful thing that we can actually all work together um put our differences aside or even talk about our differences and really set out to create some real change. So I think that there is also this idea this fear of women getting together and really doing something like I noticed that whenever a lot of our meetings were in public places so in parks so we'd be like lots of women and people from like gender and sexual minorities uh sitting together in a circle and men would pass by and they just like they would just be like 
you could tell they were like what are these women doing yeah, they were like, what are they doing and it was like they were getting agitated because even this idea of women sitting in a public yeah. space and kind of you have no idea what we're talking about really but it just it strikes like a kind of fear in the hearts of people so yeah i think to answer your question uh there are many misconceptions about feminism yeah. but i think there's also very purposeful like there is a very purposeful narrative being built to also keep that fear secure and in place yeah, and to keep women in their place yeah that's as that's a result very true. yeah no so one of the reasons why i we wanted to do this was <clears throat> excuse me was because these misconceptions exist and because feminism is so maligned and so misunderstood there would be really better for everyone on both sides to yeah. a for you guys to have your voices heard uh, and people on the other side who probably are uh, who want to like who are reasonable enough to like hear and try to understand this even if we try and get one person to understand the feminist movement or orat march i think that would be really cool yeah, uh, that would so be that's cool. one of the reasons why and and thanks so much because uh, you've joined us here to hopefully do that uh, and you talked about the feminist movement existing maybe not in those words mm-hmm. but existing in our history uh, do you have any like examples or any like places in history you could look back and maybe tell us where feminism propped up in your eyes like the the one i can remember was probably in the 80s under zia so the women's action forum and all of that so do, do you have any such examples or places that you look for in the past i think waf is a great start and waf has done really important work and we owe so much to waf and even with these marches waf has been so instrumental but i would also really like to call attention to kind of working class women so women that uh, agitate to create trade unions in this country for example peasants so female farmers who get paid so much less than their male counterparts and who come out to protest things like food security uh things like crop security you know people that we don't think of when we first think of a feminist because unfortunately in this country we think of a rich english speaking woman with a foreign degree yeah and short hair for some and reason and short I, hair I don't, i don't get why that always is, short hair um but uh, actually if you ask me i see feminist resistance all around us i see feminist resistance my my dadi who was not an educated woman she um in karachi started a fish and chips restaurant practically by herself on tarak wow. road and it was the most successful fish and chips restaurant for a while and she did it entirely by herself and if you would have asked her i mean if you would have asked her are you feminist she would have been like no but actually her life was yeah. i think lived according to feminist principles like why shouldn't she be thought of Definitely, as a feminist yeah. right so um i think just because we don't name something doesn't necessarily mean that that's not what it is yeah absolutely um, uh and one yeah. of the I, i think taking that example if um so if we went to someone and told them ki ye ye who have fish and chips wali she started on her own they would be like great that's women should do that that's great but if you would say ki a feminist did that then would be like mm, you know what that's I, true yeah feminist you know i can't really buy into that maybe yeah. it's just the word itself i really don't get it and even if it is a western word or a western concept let's believe that for a second hmm. why must that be so bad when the entire concept of feminism is something that's so intrinsic to the things that women go through. So before we get into what actually feminism is and maybe clear the air for a few people who might not know, uh we talked about, you know, Zia's era and Islamization. Uh one of the things that really is relevant here is how do we align feminism and Islam because that's one of the things that Aurat March is, you know, talked about in light of Islam like so 
Islamic values and mm-hmm. all of that are uh, very relevant in the discussion. So how do you align the two? Is there, can you be a feminist and a good Muslim at the same time? I think you certainly can be. I think that there is, uh, you know, personally, I'm not what you would call an Islamic feminist, but there are many Islamic feminists. Uh, there are some Islamic feminists who have done amazing, fantastic work, uh, such as Amina Wadud. Yeah. She's a very popular name. There are also others. There's a lot of scholarship, but not just scholarship. I think that what we need to understand is that uh, if Islamic interpretations are so, se- it's such a sensitive issue in this country that actually the thing is that even if we say that, you know, our feminism allow- has space for Islam or our Islam has space for feminism, this means that we are reinterpreting things. Yeah. We are going against a certain uh, mainstream interpretation of Uh, you know, maybe the Quran or Sunnah, Hadith. And this is not a conversation that a lot of people are willing to have. But at the end of the day, of course, the Quran is open to interpretation. I will also like to say that, you know, um, people bring up the placard, Mera Jism, Meri Marzi a lot. Yeah, But lot. my question is that how people say this is un-Islamic because of the whole idea of a wife's duty to her yeah. husband. But I think we were talking about this, the volunteers the other day, and we were saying that The thing is that why is this why is this not acceptable within Islamic discourse? Agar Allah ne aapko ye jism diya hai, to isn't it your duty to protect it? For example, I mean, what I'm just saying is that these things can be interpreted in so many different yeah. ways, and they can be interpreted in ways that that do align with many people's religious beliefs. But the fact of the matter is, is that it is such a sensitive issue. I think that people are not willing to make space for it. Yeah, definitely. And that is the real issue. I don't think the issue is that feminism is un-Islamic or I don't think the real issue is that the feminists that organize or volunteer for Aurat March are un-Islamic. I think the real issue is that there is a certain rigidity when it comes to yeah, interpretations definitely. of Islam in this country. Yeah, so there's a lot of intolerance and there's a lot of people who are not educated about Islam, but they just think they're Islamic or are Islamic and they've been told things and passed down and that's their islam but and this is something that because i um would also you know uh, align myself with the feminist movement and three or four years ago when i started off in university i was like okay, okay so these problems definitely exist and feminism is one of like is a thing that's going on and i i, I align myself with that but obviously i'm also a muslim and weird because they, there's obviously a discord you have questions in your mind yeah. islam made like there's obviously a disconnect of sort or some questions raised by, raised by feminism might not be answered by islam and all of that so i tried searching for an answer about let's say economic freedom in islam mm-hmm. and what i came across was really surprising because not only are women allowed to work in islam whatever they earn is theirs to keep they have like it is theirs ان لاز نہیں لے سکتے ہسبینڈ نہیں لے سکتا بچے بھی نہیں لے سکتے اٹ از ہرز بٹ انفارچونیٹلی الاڈ آف اسلام ان تھیوری از ناٹ پریکٹسڈ ان آر سوسائٹی اینڈ دیر از الاڈ آف انٹالرنس اراؤنڈ ایون کرٹیسائزنگ پیپل کے یا مے بی یو ناٹ ڈوئنگ سم تھنگ رائٹ اور مے بی یو ناٹ انٹرپریٹنگ رائٹ اینڈ پھر وہ سارے بلاسفمی اور اس کے چارج لگ جاتے ہیں for people who might not know or people who think feminism is just uh, a, a woman short hair going around you know screaming or shouting or whatever uh, and that's totally fine but that is the image that's out there what is feminism in your eyes 
I think it's just a really impossible to define, to be honest. I think that I cannot really define feminism for anyone else. And um, I think that what feminism really is, is that it's hope. So it's hope for a better tomorrow that we come together every year to have this march. But yeah, we we are doing it not because we think that all of our demands will be met in within the year. We are doing it because this is an exercise in hope. This is an exercise in desire. And by that, I mean that we are calling for a restructuring of society, which is a, a, a big, a yeah. big thing to to demand. We understand. But you see, in the coming together for this march, we learn so much we unlearn so much we are so united in our hope and for some time our dreams become aligned with each other's and i think for me that is truly feminism i think that the patriarchy is individualistic it is capitalistic and it is imperialistic but the reason that feminism why, why i think feminism is such a strong like resistance to it is because it allows us to hope and it allows us to dream as a whole people yeah so not just for me or not just for you but for us yeah and i think that's the real magic of it yeah that's great because even the thought like even mobilizing together um you know makes people lose their shit and if people were to even lose their shit for half the other stuff that's going on in this country like you know all sort of sexual assault cases child molestation then we'd be a pretty better society but i guess people have their priorities what can you say um so one of the other things apart from like desi feminism and all of that is a critique on radical feminism so and the critique is such that it says that and this is not my point of view i'm just like um telling you how it is um uh, lashing out or fighting against those on the other side mm-hmm. basically men will only antagonize them further and push them away or is kind to koi fayda nahi hona both sides will just end up hating each other and it's better to engage in discussion and bring about change through discourse do you think this critique is fair where do you lie on this i think to be honest um this is a critique that people use often and exercise often and my answer to this is usually that this uh basically dismisses the anger of women that women are really angry and women are really tired uh, women and gender and sexual minorities as as men you know male privilege protects you from so many things absolutely even if you are not necessarily a cis het man if you have some kind of male privilege there is a definite protection you are validated by society it's easier for you to move around in the in the world i there's there's so many obstacles that are not obstacles for you the thing is that i really believe that men can educate themselves you know we live in the era of the internet yep. and i think that i learned many things about feminism through the internet same you know yeah. I think that a lot of the time when men are like asking women to engage with them in de- in a debate they are basically trying to put them down and they are trying to reason with them in a way that's very condescending yeah. because they are speaking from a place of privilege. I think what men should be doing which is a big ask is that they should be offering their support and allyship as opposed to getting women to explain exactly why they are angry like aapko nazar nahi aa raha ki hame kyun itna gussa aa raha hai you know what i mean i think it's not helpful to ask women to engage with you in like debate or to be like oh can you explain this concept to me we have the internet there is so much scholarship you want to learn if you actually want to learn i think learning learning comes from earnestness learning comes from a desire to unlearn. Yeah. If you don't want to unlearn then how can you learn anything new? That's what I think sincerity is the, the yeah. there's a, there's no sincerity in yeah. that. 
and there are some men who earnestly do want to learn and i understand that but the thing is what male privilege does it 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 kind of makes you feel like everyone owes you an explanation or that just because you are a man this this needs to be explained to you but the thing is that if you can find it out yourself you know this is a lot of labor for people like for example right now we are we're we're like setting up audit march now to ask us to reply to every comment every nasty comment we get on the social on social media is is just unreasonable because yeah. we're all tired this is a lot of labor yeah. right we have to do a lot of negotiating a lot of emotional labor i think that um of course things like reason debate are you know we in a democratic society very very important but i think that this idea of having to convince men that feminism is like a legitimate thing yeah it's those men who need convincing are not going to be convinced yeah that, that's what i feel yeah that's that's fair because like i know i myself like three or four years ago didn't know much um and i think the whole process of where i am right now is like started off with me unlearning or deconstructing a lot of the stuff that was in my mind even if it was subliminal uh yeah. even if it wasn't active yeah like okay so why do i think or why does society think for a woman to do x is wrong or a woman yeah. to do y is wrong but wait a second if my friend who's male smokes that's fine but if yeah so all of that so that that was a pro- process and you're right it, it takes a lot of sincerity a lot of you know earnestness to get to the other side but i guess that's something that we'll have to um uh, engage with on a personal level and that's something that is our responsibility Definitely. and it's not a women's responsibility to I school feed this is one area where male allies can really lend their support personally this is what i feel is whenever a male ally asks me that you know how can we help i would definitely say talk to other men and when other men say really toxic things as jokes or when they say things about their girlfriends or their sisters or whatever you know it is that th- those kind of toxic things creep in as jokes or as stories or whatever i think that that's an important space that men can take up because you have a certain privilege and i think that that will that would definitely help like i think that would be the the best help yeah. in many ways for male allies to take up that um emotional labor. Yeah, so yeah. the the way the world works, uh as screwed up as it is that men would much would be more conducive to listening to other men. Uh, that, even there's also it, yeah. that. There's yeah, also so that. So rather they'd be like, "Ah, nahi usse baat nahi karni, she's yeah. a feminist." If like my friend was telling me about something, I'd probably be, like be in a better position to listen. So moving on to the like on to orit march itself uh, is there a one or two liner that could fully summarize orit march because the reason i'm asking is uh, two days ago uh, my manager he like orit march ka topic chhed gaya and he mm. was like hey, you orit march kya hai and mm. i was like okay here we go i'm going to have to like have a debate with this guy okay you know this this on end pe debate hui 2 ghante ki where mm. me and this other guy who, uh, we were trying to convince him ke it's like this is their their legitimate concerns and he wasn't really like attacking us or debating he was just like ki mujhe pata hi nahi hai kya like what mm. is their agenda so could you like sum it up in one or two lines for people who don't know um i think the best way to really talk about this is to say that we um this year the theme for aurat march is khud mukhtari which is kind of these ideas of independence and being like self reliant and so if we are coming together you know on this day to march for this then we are marching for these ideas of kind of self sufficiency or autonomy basically right. for autonomy so 
in a way audit march it's very difficult to sum it up sum it up in two or three lines but i would definitely say it's a march we do it on women's day it's like international working women's day on 8th march yeah. and we do it to demand our rights but also to celebrate i think that that's a very important thing that we we take out this march to celebrate you know um feminism womanhood ideas of you know um protest resistance and you can interpret this in many different ways some people might come to aurat march just because they would really like to be part of the celebration of it you know and i know that lots of younger kind of students and all these people really look forward to it that you know you can kind of come you can write a placard make a poster come there's lots of other people it's like a celebration yeah but i think that to summarize it in two or three lines we come together to protest against patriarchy uh imperialism corporate greed neoliberalism all in the name of feminism and i think that that is maybe a succinct way to put it yeah that that no that's great so uh before the camera started rolling we were talking about charter of demands and how each city has its own um demands like obviously the core issues are the same but then every city is different in terms of the local culture and the needs that it might have uh what about lahore what are the how did you guys decide the charter of demands umar could you pull up or atmarch's twitter account for lahore i can read out the demands to you the sure. 2020 charter of demands right So basically, Aurat March Lahore demands a society without exploitative patriarchal structures. The theme for Aurat March Lahore 2020 is Khud Mukhtari, the right to control over economic resources, our bodies, the justice system, health and education. So as you can see, demands that nobody would be opposed yeah, to. There, yeah. Right? So our first demand is end of IMF sponsored economic policies and budget cuts and immediate control of inflation of basic foodstuffs, whose burden is felt by working class women and gender and sexual minorities. Of course this year there was so much inflation and everybody yeah. is talking about it. The reason that these demands are here is because we want to underline and emphasize that feminism feminism speaks for all of these things. So even IMF sponsored economic policies are a patriarchal problem. Right. Right? It's not feminism isn't just this divide between men and women. The fact of the matter is that the patriarchy is killing all of us. Yeah, that's true. This is our moment. We need to ha- get together like and i think that this recent government change and the kind of policies that have been since then is a real indication of that um two is we demand safe and equal workplaces through criminali- criminalization of discrimination including the den- gender wage gap and provision of social services to ensure women and gender and sexual minorities right to work so two is basically yeah. right to work three we demand that the minimum wage be increased to a living wage of rupees 40000 to ensure a minimum life of dignity for all right so up till now we are take talking about economics essentially yeah. we demand that defamation laws be decriminalized and amendments passed to civil laws ensure that they are not used to silence survivors of sexual violence right and then i'll just move a little ahead cuz there's quite a few yeah sure uh eight is we demand that concrete actions be taken by the state to curb child sex abuse and exploitation through effective laws accountability and early age ed- education about consent so those people who say that yeah. we don't talk about any real issues just need to read our charter or our manifesto to know that we actually are uh talking about what nobody would deny are the real issues definitely in the country uh we demand number 10 we demand that campuses be demilitarized and surveillance of students in the name of security be ceased of course is a very big issue i'm sure we all know what happened in the university of balochistan yeah. recently that women's bodies and not just women's bodies but but all kinds of bodies so bodies of minorities especially 
if you're not from the correct region, uh, so for example, if you're from Balochistan or if you are Pathan, then your body is being heavily surveilled by the state yeah. through campuses and you're, essentially your life is in danger. Yeah. Uh, um, so how will you um, translate these demands into actionable or enforceable rules or practices? Because as you said, the, like the first three points were on the economy and that's, that exists on a very macro level. And all of these engage with sort of different institutions. Yes. So is there is there is it just like so is the point to first raise awareness and then it in itself is pretty uh, I think important for but. the for the march itself. I think the point is to raise awareness, but I think what is also very important for us is to show everybody that all of these demands go together, and that is very very important. That we are not that we are not uh, saying that we're feminists, so we're only going to talk about a certain kind of woman and a certain kind of problem. But actually, that all of these problems are patriarchal problems. They are all together. So if you are experiencing crazy inflation, if you are being surveilled on campus, if you the the countless problems that many of us have to negotiate every day we would definitely say are problems that have been produced because of the patriarchy as for steps that uh, steps being taken towards these things uh because we are so we are so many feminists and lots of us work in law economic policy so on and so forth and we are actively resisting these things in the everyday uh but the march in itself is to show that all of these problems are interrelated that right. we all need to come together and fight for all of these problems. So yeah. Yeah, that and speaking of the reception that you guys got from last year because last year I think was the 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 main event so to speak because you had you had yeah. one like in <clears throat> excuse me 2018 but the one in 2019 really set the ball it was rolling. Very big, yeah. Uh for those who don't know, can you please explain uh what kind of criticism and backlash you guys received after last year's Aurat March? Sure. I mean, we we received threats. Uh, we've received a lot of criticism. Uh, mainstream media basically maligned us. Even, you know, a lot of feminists, a lot of volunteers went on talk shows and were promptly shouted over. Uh, the big noise was about the placards, I believe. The big noise was about the placards because some people had brought provocative placards with yeah. them. And so there was a whole debate of like, okay, um these placards are distracting from the main thing of the march but the thing is that this year we have also decided that we are not going to censor placards so what we have done is that we have told people whoever wants to come if you are carrying a provocative placard it's likely your picture will be taken it will be all over social media it will come on tv so please be careful if you do not want that kind of attention yeah uh then you know, think about what you are bringing to the march. Having said that, if someone brings a provocative placard, we will not be telling them that, you know, you cannot yeah. use this. That completely goes against uh, what we believe in. And of course, we stand for freedom of expression as well. So, yeah, but I think the main issue was the placards, the discourse. Yeah, I placards. mean, it's pretty weird because the placards offended insecure people with uh, huge egos, but tiny characters. I mean, it was like really weird. Uh, like a lot of people make sexual jokes um masked as banter all the mm-hmm. time but whenever they receive it or they see it out there being made from the other side they can't take it and then like most like the entire sara jo masla after the me too movement was like oh my jokes can harassment na ban jayen. i mean if the lines are that much blurred your jokes are pretty are pretty yeah, gray yeah so yeah. i mean placards about things that don't really even concern you directly, even though don't those even jokes really are directly, directly made at certain... But I think the placards, I mean, this is not just a problem of a few men. Like today in the staff room uh, at my school, I was handing out flyers and this one woman started talking about the placards. And this is like a, 
a woman that teaches English at my school and she was so against the audit march because of the placards and I talked to her and I was like you know it's just a placard that someone brought and it doesn't represent the whole march in any way but the thing is in a way it does because even a single placard that got so much attention in a way it like I think it's a very it like articulates in many ways the many problems of the patriarchy that this placard can speak to so many people and can make them so uncomfortable yeah. that I think that also says a lot um and I found that to be very interesting because really nobody will ever talk about the other placards that yeah, you know absolutely. for example say things that nobody nobody would disagree with but a provocative placard will always get attention because the media is they want to sell their papers what it is yeah those are the ones that get pictured and all of that really we should be criticizing the media and not the audit mark absolutely uh, you know? I think the the weirdest one was that people lost their shit over khana khud garam kar lo. I mean, is that so bad? Really, guys? Yeah. I mean, khana thoda sa, like, and and there's a story behind it. So imagine like the your entire critique of the feminist movement was started like way back in the 90s uh, when women didn't even have the right to vote. वहाँ से शुरू हुई है वो लगे हुए हैं जी हमें राइट्स दें ऑल ऑफ दैट एंड देन दिस गाय कम्स अप एंड लाइक वो सब ठीक है बट आई डोंट अग्री विद दिस मूवमेंट दिस मूवमेंट स्ट्रैच बिकॉज ये खाना खुद गर्म करने वाला क्या सीन है लाइक यार एंड यू प्रॉब्ली नो दिस देर इज अ बैक स्टोरी बिहाइंड दैट इज वेल उमर कर जू पुल man kills a wife over oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely so there's, there's we i think we've story. used this as part of our research as well this year that a man killed his wife because his his yeah, food because was the, cold the, the yeah. dinner was cold and yeah the, and in fact i think um, sorry there's too many facts in my head right now but a sure. couple of months ago or last month a man killed his sister as well over I something mean, similar i mean i read something like so, this every other day it's like so you mad. know these are real problems essentially <laughs> what yeah. i'm trying to say is that this is not just a a spoiled and lazy wife who doesn't want to warm food for her husband although of course that is completely justified as well Just that people should food, warm I mean, their own food and cook their own food too but actually this is a serious issue like this definitely is i mean issue. if if people in pakistan got offended even like 50% of what they of how much they got offended or much at actual stuff happening in the country yeah. like every day you read so much shit happening in this country yeah. if they even directed half of that hate or outrage towards that i think things would be a no, lot better be yeah but yeah. like obviously not that's uh, so criticism and hate for orth march wasn't just subjected to yeah there it is so criticism and all oh, right wow is this the one oh, this is after about? argument yeah so this is pretty I'm recent sure this, is this, is, this is november 20th 2019 yeah hmm okay yeah so yeah. this kind of stuff just happens a lot so um There, there is this one critique, and this is probably because the media only focused on specific placards. But the critique uh, says that Orange March exists inside a, a class bubble, so to speak. So you only have people from, let's say, universities like LAMS, LSE, uh, women from privileged backgrounds, uh, backgrounds that might be more privileged than, say, a working class man in Pakistan, for example. एंड दैट्स देयर इंटायर क्रिटिक डू यू थिंक दिस क्रिटिसिजम इज फेयर के अपने बबल के अंदर की प्रॉब्लम्स की बात हो रही है और नॉट नो आई डोंट थिंक दिस इज अ फेयर क्रिटिसिजम एंड आई डोंट थिंक दैट दिस इज दिस इज अ आई थिंक दैट दिस इज अ लेजी क्रिटिसिजम दैट इज व्हाट एक्चुअली दिस इज बिकॉज़ आई आई हैव अंडरस्टूड आई हैवंट बीन एन एक्टिविस्ट फॉर वेरी मेनी इयर्स बट इन माय फ्यू इयर्स ऑफ वर्किंग इन द फील्ड आई हैव रियलाइज्ड दैट पीपल हु मेक दिस क्रिटिसिजम आर लेजी सो एसेंशियली द थिंग इज दैट Yes, there are definitely some elite women working in uh, organizing or volunteering for Orit March. 
Now, being an elite woman is is definitely a problem in some on some levels, but it also means that a woman like me, I can devote my time, my money, and my resources where other women cannot. And that doesn't mean that I take up the whole stage and say this march yeah. is about me, but it basically means that I can lend support, I can give resources, I can give time, I can do interviews. Uh, if if I if anyone is going to face any backlash, it should be a woman like me, right? Whose parents are aware that she, you know, uh, does this kind of work. Who doesn't have to compromise when it comes to money or other resources. I can actually do this work without fearing for my life or my security because I am privileged and. There are privileged women that uh, participate in Aurat March, but every year we grow, every year we get more and more inclusive. This year, uh, gender and sexual minorities have played a huge part in volunteering, organizing, mobilizing. It has been absolutely fantastic. We have learned so much. We are reaching out to working class women. And also the thing is that I think this idea of elitism is very complicated. So basically you see me and a woman who speaks good English and she went to a good university and all of that. But class is a very complicated thing. A lot of women who appear to be a certain way are actually financially independent. You don't know who their parents are, yeah. what their background is or what their limitations are. The thing is patriarchy is so insidious that even a privileged woman has so many problems like mobility problems yeah. permission problems um there's always shadi pressure there's innumerable things yeah so i think that again as every year the march will get bigger every year there's going to be more people every year it's going to get more and more inclusive movements take time definitely you can say that yes elite women might have started this but that's because they could start it right yeah and if you are elite if you are privileged the best thing you can do is use your resources in this way that doesn't mean you act like jamila jamila and just speak for other people all the time it means that you say hey i have space i have resources i can make certain personal sacrifices you know let me take these risks because not everybody yeah. can take them and then more people will join because i can create a platform so no, that's great yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so uh uh what could you give us a few details about our march for anyone who's listening where it's happening uh what time and all of that so like people who want to come can join in and yes. we'll obviously link uh the profiles and the events in the description below thank you uh so earth march will be on 8th march it will start at 11 o'clock there is a cricket match later on that day so we have to start early this oh year 11 a.m and it will run till 3 cricket comes home it will be on mal road uh the route has not been confirmed yet but as soon as the route is confirmed i will let you know you can update okay sure uh because we we would like to give a confirmed route yeah, obviously yeah, otherwise people yeah. are going to get confused but definitely mal road as last year and at 11 o'clock and we will wrap up by 3 so please come bring your family bring your friends it's going to be amazing we're all so excited and yeah. yeah let's let's do this <laughs> yeah yeah that's great uh i think one thing that we should also really encourage um the house help that we have yes. we should bring them along as well because Definitely. i think the more inclusive it is the better like you said uh, Definitely. uh before we wrap this up thank you so much for no your worries. time amna pleasure, i yeah. sincerely hope women get all the rights that they are striving for thank you so much. and i really really hope that pakistanis in general become more perceptive and considerate and less spiteful and bitter about others uh, which uh, we are guys we yeah. just give this a shout out as well to far oh yeah so uh, as you can probably see on your screen uh, Aurat March is, is having Aurat Azadi March actually, or, or just something else. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, uh, we could probably plunk them as well, like yeah, no, smash the patriarchy whichever way you want. Um, but like Aurat March Lahore. Um, I think this is the Aurat March Lahore page, but uh, I think their funding is open. Yeah, is there, yeah, is there a way? Yeah, because. Yeah.
you guys had a fundraiser we had a yeah, fundraising so. gig yeah we do we are currently accepting donations so if you would like to donate please reach out okay. uh, you can find us on social media sure uh, do you guys have a link you could give us we could plug it in the description below uh, yes for, I, like, can yeah. I can okay, give you a link okay that's great uh, uh orth march 2020 uh 8th march godspeed thank you thank you